to address some of these trends every retailer needs to adopt technology at a faster pace if you have to shop anywhere you want and then any time you want and then any place you want and then you want that item to be delivered to you or you wanted to come and pick it up from the store we call it as buy online and pick in store if you have to enable that the retailers need to embrace the technology if they don't have the technology embrace then they cannot deliver that kind of a customer experience and when you don't deliver the customer experience then the shoppers are going to shift loyalty and go to whichever retailer who can provide that experience traditional retailers are facing different levels of competition from all these new e-commerce brands that have popped up recently and they're now being held to new customer expectations that many predicted wouldn't occur for years Because of the acceleration of digital platforms and online shopping over the last 18 months, brick and mortar stores are in a scramble to catch up or risk being kicked to the curb. Helping retailers take charge of their digital transformation journey and get in on all the online action is Sensormatic, which serves retailers with IoT technology to help them with things such as inventory intelligence and accuracy, gathering shopper insights, converting foot traffic, and more. To dive deeper into all of this, I invited KS to the show, who's the Vice President of Engineering at Sensormatic. and he's been up close and personal with the brands as they implement the new technology that will allow them to compete in a digital world. On this episode of Up Next in Commerce, KS tells us what he's been seeing in the world of retail and how he anticipates the industry changing in the coming months and years. For example, he gives us the scoop on how Sensormatic partnered with Intel to turn already installed store cameras into an AI-powered smart hub, basically an intelligent store that can provide insights into occupancy, foot traffic, track inventory and even provide a personalized experience for customers if they've opted in. Hear all about that solution and others on this episode. Before we dive into the episode, I want to let you in on a little secret. Did you know that Mission has the number 1 e-commerce newsletter? It's amazing. It has really good news and insights and case studies that you will not find anywhere else. So go subscribe. mission.org/upnextincommerce. All right, on to the show. Really quick, I want to say thank you, thank you to our awesome sponsor, Salesforce Commerce Cloud. And I'm going to allow them to give you the inside scoop into some of the findings from their most recent State of Commerce report. Hi, this is John from Salesforce. Did you know that companies of all sizes and industries power their digital customer journeys with Commerce Cloud? Salesforce Commerce Cloud delivers B2B and B2C commerce as well as order management around the globe. And with Commerce Cloud, you can engage with your customers anywhere and personalize interactions everywhere. Scale and innovate with ease and drive some serious growth for your business. And speaking of innovation, we recently surveyed nearly 1400 commerce leaders and analyzed the consumer shopping and business buying behavior of more than 1 billion customers worldwide. And we uncovered emerging trends that will influence how companies can be successful and stay ahead in this ever-evolving landscape. To check out the trends we discovered, go to sfdc.co/commerceinsights. That's sfdc.co/commerceinsights. One word. Hey there, and welcome back to Up Next in Commerce, your number one show for all things commerce. This is your host Stephanie Postles, CEO at Mission.org, and today on the show, I have the pleasure of chatting with KS, who's a VP of Engineering for Sensormatic Solutions, part of Johnson Controls. KS, welcome. Nice to meet you, Stephanie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I was looking through our doc, and I'm like, there's so much stuff that I want to talk to because I haven't had too many people 
on the show other than like with a focus on retail. So let's dive right in. I want to hear what is Sensormatic Solutions and what does your role look like there? Yeah, Sensormatic Solutions is a technology company serving uh, retailers globally. And uh, we provide IoT technology for retailers right from the edge to the cloud. We have several solutions focused on uh, retailers and the loss prevention side, how to prevent theft in the store. Mm-hmm. And the inventory intelligence focused on inventory accuracy and then shopper insights, which is focused on what is the foot traffic and how are we converting the foot traffic. And the top of all those things uh, we recently launched a new retail platform called Sensomatic IQ. It's a connected intelligent operating platform that unifies several systems that we put out for retailers. In addition to that, it connects, it helps you to connect third-party systems as well as retailer system. Uh, that's the digital journey that Sensomatic has done, and that's what Sensomatic does for global retailers. And my role is uh, for product development and a lot of technology transformation within the company has been driven by me. Okay, over these past couple of years, like what does the transformation look like? And especially when it comes to retailers, you know, now probably welcoming technology into their locations where maybe a couple of years ago, they're like, ah, do I even need this? You know, you really have to convince me. Or it feels like now they have to transform really quickly, stay up with all these new e-commerce brands, figure out how to get access to the same kind of data that, you know, these D2C companies can get instantly. Like, what does that transformation look like? Yeah, if you really if you really look at the retail industry per se, right, it's the most digitally disrupted industry. And uh, there are a lot of digital, digital uh, transformation that was happening in retail much before the pandemic, actually, almost every retailer. Uh, was uh, looking at digital transformation. That's the primary reason is more and more online sales happen. And when you look at brick and mortar stores, how do you stay relevant in the brick and mortar uh, space? Because of that, there was digital transformation that was undergoing with most of the retailers. And the pandemic, what it has done is it has accelerated the, accelerated the digital transformation. Yep. And because of the pandemic, you see more need for unified commerce and more need for self-checkout. And they would like to see that the store is more healthy and safe, Mm -hmm. right? Those kind of needs are driving now. And Sensomatic as a company, we have operated for over 50 years and we have a very rich heritage of delivering innovative solutions to solve our retailers' best business problems. And even now, as we are going through the pandemic, we are working on uh, new innovative solutions, right, from sensors to systems to software and AI-based offerings, and looking at how do we help the retailers go through, handle the disruption that has caused in the industry and come up with new offerings so that they can proceed with their digital transformation journey. To really look at uh, shoppers today, right, uh, uh, what the pandemic has done is, uh, most of the people who never shopped online were forced to shop online. Mm-hmm. So now once you start, start shopping online, you get used to shopping online. Now, when you start shopping online, now that is one thing, right? With the online, online shopping is increased. Second thing is when you start shopping online, what you realize is you may be loyal to your particular brand. Now, suddenly you have many more choices because you're not going into the particular uh, store and you're shopping online, you have many more choices. People want to experiment because they want to experiment and it is easy for them to experiment. 
there is a shift in loyalty that's happening actually that's causing trouble for retail some of the retailers actually mm-hmm. when people want to shift from their brand to another the other trend that you see among the shopper uh, shoppers is no longer shoppers want to really come to store and then only shop they expect retailers to meet wherever they want to shop however they want to shop right whatever time they want to shop so some of these trends what happens is you need to every retailer needs to adopt technology at a faster pace right if you have to shop anywhere you want and then uh, any time you want and then any place you want and then you want that uh, item to be delivered to you or you wanted to come and pick it up from the store we call it as buy online and pick in store if you have to enable that the retailers need to embrace the technology if they don't have the technology embrace then they cannot uh, deliver that kind of a customer experience and when you don't deliver the customer experience then the retail, the shoppers are going to shift loyalty and go to whichever retailer who can provide that experience mm-hmm. so how do you make sure retailers aren't maybe scrambling to keep up because i'm thinking a lot of times when you know certain if a brand or a big company is lacking or kind of like falling behind and then they start just grasping for everything like whatever technology is out there i'm just going to do it all and oftentimes maybe some of those are just fads so how do you kind of guide retailers on like this is something you're going to need for the next 10 years this is something like this is the way of the future versus this like maybe you don't need you know virtual reality for everything right now like maybe that's a fad and it's only for certain brands like how do you guide them around what's important you can divide it into two parts one is on the shopper side if you really look at it if i'm a shopper and i want to shop anywhere and everywhere i want now increasingly you see that retailers are adopting a messaging app based shop right if i am on a snapchat and messaging to you uh, by the way on the side i will be able to shop right even on the messaging app based uh, shopping there are uh, one of the retailers at levi's who recently launched a bitmojis the all the emojis like yeah. they call it as bitmojis yeah. and they uh, dress up the bitmojis based on the levi's collection So as you are in the uh, messaging app you can pick something and then shop mm-hmm. that's that's on the shopping side where they are looking at how do i leverage technology to go shop and when it comes to back end right once i shop whatever item i shop and if i say that i'm going to come to this store near my home and pick it up from that store that item should be there in that store if you don't have your inventory accuracy and if you don't have all the right information uh, correctly available the shopper when they he or she comes to the store they're not going to find the item so we call this as a precision retail and sensomatic side having all the technology that will enable the shopper to get the best experience right when they go to the shopping either it online they can do the shopping online and come to the store and pick it up or you go to the store and order it and it gets delivered to the home the retailers need inventory information accurately for them to give the deliver the best experience for the shopper and uh, the technology that enables that we call it as precision retail because if you don't have very precise information in the retail operations today you will not be able to enable a better customer experience mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you think are pretty basic that all retailers should have so inventory management seems like a no-brainer also seems like something a lot of retail locations struggle with like what are some of the other things that's like you need to have these five things to succeed i would say that um, 
definitely inventory accurate inventory is a must you cannot survive without having the accurate inventory and also easier way of meeting the customer wherever they are if you have to meet the customer wherever you are you need to provide multiple channels for me to shop with you mm-hmm. right i should be able to shop from my mobile app or i should be able to shop for my desktop or i should be able to come to the store and uh, shop or i should be able to experience if it is an experiential items like people would like to come to the store have a very good experience of the item and then uh, make the purchase process easy so some of those technologies uh, will become important uh, the next one would be like uh, self checkout and mobile checkout mm-hmm. yeah and it has become more prominent now because uh, customers do not want to touch they do not want to interact with the people they would like to come in look at the item and then purchase and have a frictionless checkout mm-hmm. so frictionless checkout becomes uh, important and technology implementation retail is well and uh, to take it little bit as part of an experiential store you need a higher technology in terms of you need a much better bandwidth in the store for you to have a good digital experience so 5g technology will play a bigger role and also experiential stores will have to provide more appropriate content and more appropriate digital experience and digital engagement in the store so digital engagement technology is going to be more important where i touch upon when i said inventory accuracy you cannot get to a better inventory accuracy without having an rpd based solution in at least in apparel retail mm-hmm. and in some of the other retail uh, categories as well RFID plays an important role in getting to a higher level of inventory accuracy so RFID technology if you go further there are going to be other technologies in the supply chain and the back of the store operations you'll see that uh, robots are playing a role not every store and not every category of the retailer will be able to leverage but the certain categories uh, robots will play a bigger role and then the technology that will enable ease of last mile delivery mm-hmm. right and then confirmation to the customers who are ordering online and uh, they're getting delivered to the store again that becomes very important awesome so what are some of the things that hold retailers back from doing this because i know when i was talking with joe from intel he was saying you know rfid can solve a lot of problems but also retailers you know it's hard to get them to do that and there's so many solutions all around but it's hard to get them to actually implement the technologies to track the inventory to you know track traffic whatever it may be so like what's the pushback yeah it is i would not call it as a pushback uh, i would say that most of the retailers if you really if you are a brick and mortar store based uh, retail and today you have a lot of business processes well defined in the store how do you operate mm-hmm. now when you implement uh, rfid based technology for getting a better inventory accuracy and uh, better tracking of merchandise movement uh, in the supply chain as well now they need to change a whole lot of business processes on the retail side and when they have to change business process that means it's a change management in the organization and they need to manage that change more carefully and they need to retrain their employees with the new changed approach how, how they operate all those things uh, takes a lot of effort and it costs money mm-hmm. to get the employees trained and it also takes time to implement the technology they, they need uh, more tech savvy uh, uh, associates uh, uh, also in the store mm-hmm. so all those things will uh, require effort and money 
whichever retailer has gone forward and uh, we we make uh, life easier for many of the retailers who wants to pursue rfi based inventory implementation i would say that we've got a, a retail industry experts in our organization who can help the retailers uh, navigate this process very less painfully and then we can help in how do you transform the business process how do you go about implementing it and what are the best ways to do it we bring in a lot of best practices in the industry to help with the retailer and that's how we solve and we we do have many customers whom we have really helped go through this transformation and then migrated them to rfid based inventory mm-hmm. so what are you most excited about when it comes to all the things you just listed like what what are you really passionate about that when you talk to a retailer you're like this is the way forward what excites you most yeah i would say that uh, if you really look at ai technology today it has disrupted every industry mm-hmm. and not just the retail and i'm really fascinated about how it is getting adopted uh, within retail and if you really look at it in the in the past almost all the uh, retail stores uh, retailers have implemented uh, loss prevention security cameras mm-hmm. these were ip cameras for uh, security surveillance that's what it was used for now suddenly with the advancement of ai technology you can leverage the existing ip cameras in the store mm-hmm. and then put an uh, we call it as a smart hub uh, we partnered with intel and developed a an ai edge iot box an appliance we call it a smart app and uh, that box uh, you put it uh, in the store connect all the camera streams to that store now suddenly the store becomes the most intelligent store you can do whole lot of use cases and a whole lot of pain points uh, which you can solve for the retailer for example given the pandemic time during the pandemic we partnered with intel and uh, we have been partnering with intel for almost 2 years and we accelerated this development with intel and started developing occupancy tracking solution mm-hmm. so people wanted to have a reduced number of uh, shoppers in the store they wanted to have mask compliance like people want, people should be wearing masks and then all the shoppers should be maintaining social distance all these things are new mandates and uh, retailers wanted to maintain the health and safety of the store uh, we quickly accelerated our uh, uh, ai partnership with intel and developed this occupancy social distance and mask detection solution and deploy mm-hmm. and not only that now that we have an uh, our smart app that smart app enables you to develop a lot more use cases now if you are a loyal shopper to the uh, retailer and if you opted in and if you are a loyal customer for that retail store now the since you opted in at the moment you enter the store i know that hey stephanie is walking into the store she is the most vip customer and sure. i need to handle her better right i need to address her needs better so we can we can go on alert and associate to go address to stephanie because she is a vip customer that's one option one example i'm saying so this opens up lot more newer use cases and newer ways of engaging the shoppers in the store just leveraging the existing security cameras and if you really look at other ai technology the, the the all the all these stores have whole lot of sensors and these sensors generate data we put whole lot of sensors from sensomatic we generate lot of data we generate data from uh, inventory we generate data about uh, shrink we generate data about uh, foot traffic plus we have lot of uh, camera based uh, uh, vision based data 
Now, combining all this data, again, I, we can apply uh, artificial intelligence on the top, machine learning models on the top, and deliver very, very prescriptive uh, insights to the retailer. That's the direction uh, we are headed now. There's a stereotype of the average American worker whose life goes something like this. Go to work, come home, consume some kind of entertainment, go to sleep, lather, rinse, repeat. If you're listening to this ad, then I know that that life does not resonate with you. For the truly disruptive business leader, work doesn't stay at the office, and unwinding doesn't mean watching TV at night every single night. This is why we've created Mission Daily, a podcast that discusses the trends, habits, and ideas that thoughtful business people are contemplating every day. From quirky business opportunities to interesting investment ideas to the latest research in health and exercise and alternative medicine and maybe even plant medicine. Who knows where we're going to go, but Mission Daily covers it all. We're releasing new episodes every weekday. So join me, Stephanie Postles, and my co-host, Albert Chow, as we discuss the subjects, thoughts, and trends that business leaders think about but don't talk about publicly, that is. Break the status quo. Tune into Mission Daily wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you there. So what would that, I mean, I'm imagining a dashboard where, you know, you plug in a lot of your cameras, you're getting these insights. Like, what would that dashboard look like for, you know, a retail worker who can just go up and look and it's like, okay, you need to, you know, close the door, you're at capacity, or you need to go and like restock this one thing right now. Like, what does that look like behind the scenes? Yeah, actually, for example, take the example of an occupancy, right? And uh, if uh, the retailer can specify what is the allowed occupancy you want to permit in the store and then configure that in the system. And then the cameras at the entry and the exit can keep counting how many people are walking in. And we can also put a display at the entrance. It can show a red red or green Mm -hmm. indication. Green means the shopper can go in and the red means shopper cannot enter until it turns green. That's a simple indication. Mm-hmm. Right, but what happens is uh, there's a whole lot of dashboard. Once you have all this data, you can create a whole lot of dashboard and provide. But uh, more and more, if you look at retail, they don't have enough resources to take care of the uh, store efficiently. And the pandemic has put a lot more uh, demand on their associates to do more work because they need to ensure their health and safety. They need to take care of several other things in addition to their day job, uh, which they used to do before. Now, nobody has so much time to look at dashboard and come to a decision, right? We saw this need much ahead, and that's where we have uh, put together a strategy and executed our strategy to launch a Sensematic IQ platform. Now, what happens is, uh, as part of our uh, platform journey, we can take all this data, we can apply artificial intelligence, machine learning models, and then once you know, predict what's going to happen, then we can prescribe an action and that prescriptive action, we can deliver it in the retailer's handle device or any form, right? We can push it to the device saying that, hey, your back door is open and uh, or your fire entrance is locked or something like that. Or if you see that in this particular hour, let's say I have the historical data of this retailer. And uh, from the historical data, I can tell you that in this particular hour, there is a possible organized retail crime can come and hit the store at this point in time. So I can send an alert to this uh, uh, retail asset protection manager saying that, hey, you are likely to get hit with an ORC crime today and you may want to take a preventive action and these are the possible preventive actions you can take. You can prescribe exactly where the retailer need not look at the dashboard and deduce 
that information and come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I mean, it seems like it would be so difficult to come up with like prescriptive outcomes for retailers. I'm thinking about, you know, these models being built in the background and you've got one that has seasonality. You got have you have another one's being hit by the pandemic in a bad way. The other one's in a good way. Like, how do you think about training these models in the back end so it works for everyone and gives outcomes that's not just being trained on like false data that's maybe a little blip? It's a very good question, actually. Now, what happens is uh, there's going to be two differences. Not every retailer will have the same model. And then the nature of AI itself is like that. Mm-hmm. You need to retrain the model based on the context. So every retailer will go, it's not a long time. You take uh, uh, two to three weeks of uh, training in that environment, collect data and train, retrain the model for the context. That is one. That's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, other interesting thing you'll see is... Uh, Take the example saying that for retailer EA, I say that at this particular hour, you are likely to get a ORC crime event happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, retailer A and retailer B, both are uh, likely to get hit with an ORC at a particular time. But retailer A might re- uh, respond to that differently. They may want to respond to that differently, whereas retailer B might be want to respond to that uh, same prediction differently. One might say, hey, I want to shut down that entrance for an hour. Mm-hmm. Another might say, I want to push all the high value items that are closer to that entrance to the back of the store. Mm-hmm. So you can take uh, two different actions for the same prediction. So that's why any prescriptive action we work on, we need to work closely with the retailer to understand what is their context. And for that context, how do you have to respond and then put that prescription into to the implementation for them. It has to be a joint mm-hmm. co-working with the uh, customer to make it happen, actually. Yeah, yeah. it seems like every retailer needs an in-house data scientist who can kind mm-hmm. of plug in a few inputs of like, okay, we're running a local ad campaign this week. It's gonna be very different. There's a parade you know, coming on by. Everyone's gonna want my matcha tea. Like being able to kind of like add their own, you know, little inputs that maybe wouldn't like a model cannot pick up on. I feel like you always need human input into any kind of model. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But the training part seems tricky when it comes to thinking about like, how do you implement retail workers and put, you know, make sure they're thinking in like this data oriented way and how do you train them? seems like a hard problem for retailers. Correct. And uh, that is where technology companies like ours can play a major role. I would say that you have to take the complexity out of the retailer and try to understand the context and uh, make it easier for them to embrace some of these new technology solutions. And that's where we have to do all the heavy lifting and support uh, our customers. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I want to talk a bit about, uh, I was reading an article about how you guys and you were shifting the company from this hardware model to moving to a more like SaaS model with your products, but also outcome as a service model. And I want you to touch on that a bit because I thought it was super interesting. I mean, you you hear the world where everyone wants to be a SaaS company, of course, right now, like that's the way of the future. But the way you explained it, I thought was really unique and interesting about like how it's outcome oriented. So I was hoping you can touch on that a bit. Yeah. We have invested quite heavily in terms of how do you IP enable all the hardware and take the data to the cloud. So that's done. Now we do get the data for our uh, last prevention portfolio. We get the uh, data for inventory and uh, traffic portfolio. Almost all of them are have a SaaS offering and we actively sell all our SaaS offerings in the market. Now, 
we also built a data lake on the top of all our SaaS offerings. Now we get loss prevention inventory and traffic data coming into the common data lake. And now that I have the data which I can correlate between traffic to inventory or traffic to uh, loss prevention, all those correlations you can do and come up with uh, very pr- predictions and then prescriptions as well. And if you really look at all the SaaS offerings, like any other uh, software as a service, we deliver that. And when you talk about predictive prescriptive offerings, now what you can do is, uh, uh, the example previously I gave, you don't want the retail associate to spend time analyzing the data mm-hmm. and trying to keep the business context in mind and then try to solve whatever is the business problem he has to solve. The only way the retail associate is going to solve the business problem is by taking an action, right? That action is an outcome, right? And it's for a business outcome. So we will be able to go analyze the diet on behalf of our customers and based on their contacts, by taking their contextual input and then come up with the predictions and prescriptions that are specific to that particular customer. And when they act on those prescriptions, they are going to get a business outcome. So you can, you can ensure that whatever business outcome they are trying to solve we can enable that using our technology. Got it. Very cool. So when you're able to do that, you call that as an outcome as a service mm-hmm. where you say that, okay, now I'm not talking about technology. I'm not talking about SaaS. I'm just going to deliver a set of outcomes. And then that's what you're buying from us. For you to, for us to deliver that outcome, we have to use several sensors, systems, software, mm-hmm. AI model, everything to get to that outcome. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's I think of so many different consumer SaaS companies where it's like you buy it, you get into this subscription, I'm locked into a year. And then it's like, you don't really use it. Sometimes you don't even know how to. I think of some of these big BI tools where you get in there and then you're like, ah, I don't. And then you're locked in. And it's so nice kind of entering into a mindset of I'm going to actually have, you know, something that shows me a solution right away, how to act on it. I don't have to, you know, put on my data hat and start analyzing it and figuring out correlations, like I'm going to have something at least guiding me on like where to even start thinking about that, which is awesome. So do you see any new shifts or things popping up right now in the world of retail that maybe you weren't even expecting like a month or two ago, but you're like, these are some new requests that are coming in from clients where they're trying to understand X, Y, or Z, or they're trying to understand this like new omni-channel world. Like, is there anything new that now you're like, we need to build this. We need to get on this right now. I will just tie it back to the uh, shopper behaving trends that we are seeing and how that's going to uh, go, going to be the norm in future and then how it will shape the retailer. Mm-hmm. If you really look at it, uh, everybody is looking for a unified experience, right? Yeah. I should be able to buy online and then pick it up in store or curbside pickup. Now, Boppies and curbside pickup, we see that uh, many shoppers, for the first time they experimented with uh, uh, buying online and picking it up from store or curbside pickup. We have seen some surveys, one from Sensomatic, one from NRF, and another from McKinsey. All these surveys indicate that more and more shoppers will go for uh, BOPIS or curbside uh, pickup-based fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a norm, right? You will have to support it. And that's uh, not everybody is implementing it today. But you'll see that more and more retailers are going to go and implement that. Mm-hmm. The other thing, other interesting trend uh, uh, we have seen during the pandemic is uh, live stream based shopping. 
you do a live stream uh, of an event mm-hmm. and then uh, in the, as part of the event you wear all the fashion clothes that you want to promote and then people who are watching the live stream can click on the items and then they can make a purchase okay now we saw walmart uh, do in partnership with tiktok and we saw also saw nordstrom do an event like that more and more retailers are experimenting with the live stream and i believe that in future more and more retailers will try to embrace this live stream based uh, shopping more than what you see today i can only dole out some examples now but one year one or two years from down the line you're going to see more and more uh, happening in that side the other uh, other area also catching up is there are uh, there are retailers who are, who are big format stores they're shrinking the format to the smaller format or experience only stores mm-hmm. you you don't see many doing that but you you see few retailers doing that yeah and the experience only stores you have items you not be able to buy you you not be able to pick the item from the store you can go to the store you can experience the item touch and feel there will be a lot of digital experience to augment that and then at the end of that experience if you if you decide you want to buy you place the order the item will get delivered to your home there's mm-hmm. an experience only store that's another concept which is picking yeah. up but the shipping has to be good on that because to me i feel like so many shoppers are like me where they need it quick if i'm going shopping somewhere i'm like i probably want it that day and i love the idea of like the inventory is there for you to try on and see what fits and ex- you know get the experience but i also want it that day if possible one day shipping is that so much to ask <laughs> correct yeah i think uh, there are there are some some who like to experience and then they are okay to get it uh, get it delivered to home on the same day if they if it gets delivered that's again the the we, why that's why we call it a precision industry they if they have all the inventory and uh, if they have it everything readily available in that area they may be able to deliver to you on the same day yep and the smaller format is like again bring in more digital experience don't make uh, too much don't consume too much space and provide a more digital experience and then stock and uh, uh, operate with a smaller format that's again happening uh, that's another trend that's happening Yeah, which is nice because it feels like there's a lot more opportunity to kind of beta test and see what could work at a much smaller scale than maybe a couple of years ago where these retailers like go hard, open up a big, you know, shop, have all this inventory. And then they're like, darn, didn't really predict that well, or this might not be the perfect location for it. Or there's not as much foot traffic as I might have thought because Blue Bottle just went out of business or whatever it might be. So it's nice to be able to kind of have a little testing ground and then pivot if needed and consumers are actually okay with that model i would think or maybe back in the day they weren't and also you you see another interesting trend that's happening is now for retailers who are uh, uh, embracing the omnichannel uh, uh, experience where their uh, uh, shoppers can buy online they are converting some of the stores into a fulfillment store that's what led mm-hmm. to bopis another trend you'll see is uh, dark stores where they're uh, converting some of the stores to be completely a fulfillment center. Yeah. I mean, what kind of industries do you think are fit to pull that kind of model? Because I feel like there's some stores where like is there ever a good experience when you go into certain stores? You're like it's probably a hard no for this kind of store. I just need to get what I need to get. Like so what kind of industries do you think it would work well to just have your store as a fulfillment center? versus you know the urban outfitters of the world you need the full on experience i think uh, if you really look at uh, 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 whole foods 
converted mm-hmm. one of their stores into a Dash stores, right? And what? Whole Foods is an experience, though. Like, how? You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, so but rude. the problem is, it depends upon what you are uh, uh, comfortable purchasing online without experiencing. So then, if you have yeah. that, uh, then you can uh, go and uh, pick it up. You don't, you know, all your standard items what you normally yeah. buy, and you experience it already. Now you don't want to waste time going into the store. You just mm-hmm. order it. I just want, I don't want to waste time. I go pick it up and walk out. Yeah, yeah. There are there are items that uh, that are very standard. There's nothing much to experience. Go down this path. And there are items that you experience once. Now you like it and you don't want to change anything. You are certain about it. Go order and just pick it up. So that's, those are the areas where it will pick it up. Yep, yeah, got it. So do you think live streaming is actually going to penetrate the U.S.? Because I still just don't, I feel like actually people here are getting kind of burned out from live stuff. Like Clubhouse was big. Everyone liked it. Now everyone's like so much work. I have to be on the entire time. I have to think hard and like really jump on that deal, you know, if it is live. And it just feels like we all got in this like stressful rat race of like everything live. And now it seems like people are kind of like pulling back to like, you know, the more at least TikToks, like a little bit more pre-planned Instagram. Pinterest and really think about it and be more mindful about their purchases. So do you think that's coming here? It is coming here. I, I, I feel that uh, Gen, Gen Z, even today, it is if I go to my son who is 18 years old, I can never take him to a retail store, right? And they still prefer to shop everything online. They would like to see it online. And so for a certain segment of shoppers, there may be a, a segment of shoppers who will still be interested in shopping through live stream or shopping through the app. And mm-hmm. there will be certain shoppers who still feel comfortable because we all grew up in an age of going to the store and uh, experiencing it and buying it. We, we are more, more in need for a socially going out and interacting and getting it. Yeah. And uh, such shoppers will continue to go to the stores, but there will be a segment of shoppers who will continue to buy through live stream. Even if everything becomes normal stores, 100% of stores are open worldwide, there may be a yeah. segment of shoppers will shop, I feel. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to watch. All right. Well, let's shift over to the lightning round, if we can. The lightning round is brought to you by our friends at Salesforce Commerce Cloud. This is where I ask you a question and you have a minute or less to answer. Are you ready? Okay. 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 What's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for you? Any, anybody who helps me, I, I grew up in a, a world of gratitude. Any, anybody who does any remote help and I feel nice about it. Even small things, I feel very nice <laughs> about it, actually. It need not be a bigger thing. So okay. a lot, actually, if you really ask me, actually. All every right. day, Seems I would like say I'm blessed. Dude. Every day I get uh, so, many, so many gifts in, this, in terms of people helping me. I love that. What's one thing your kids have taught you that made you kind of shift your idea on e-commerce or retail? I mean, you talked about live streaming, but like what else have they taught you recently that you're like, whoa, mind blowing, never would have thought of that w- about it that way, but you're 18, so you know everything. Yeah, like uh, if you really ask, if, if you ask me, I cannot buy a, a shirt or a pant without getting a feel for the cloth or fitting without getting a feel for the uh, apparel. But mm-hmm. my kids will not even blink their eye in terms of ordering it online. We're looking at it online and ordering it online. And even if it is after they receive it and if it's not good, they don't mind. 
quickly returning it as well actually i find that as a hassle but uh, i learned from my kids that it's a way of life so yeah. the first time i could sense that e-commerce is going to big uh, going to i uh, get adopted in a big way is from my kids i would say yeah that's great what's one thing or piece of technology that you don't understand today that you wish you did the the technology of 5g as well as currently people are talking about 6g I, I used to work in a telecom industry. I used to pay close attention to uh, these two technologies. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the pace in which 5G took uh, caught me by surprise. And then I had to go catch up. Now yeah. I'm getting tuned to all the 6G news, which people are <laughs> pushing. And now I'll pay more attention so that I don't do the same mistake I did with 5G. How do you stay on top of all the e-commerce trends? Like, what do you read? What do you listen to? What do you do each day to kind of stay on top of that? Yeah, we. So I, I subscribe to a lot of now. Today it is a getting gathering information is not a, a problem at all. I subscribe to all kinds of things. You get McKinsey, Deloitte, uh, fierce based retail, and so many, so many other uh, retail subscriptions uh, and technology subscriptions. And uh, best time for me to catch up on that is uh, mostly in the weekends. And I spend a couple of hours looking at all the things, and uh, that's how I catch up with the technology and the trends. Well, KS, this has been such a fun interview. Where can people find out more about you and Sensormatic Solutions? People can find me on LinkedIn and the company Sensormatic Solutions webpage as well. They can find me. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you'll probably also love our e-commerce newsletter. To get it delivered straight to your inbox every week, sign up at mission.org slash upnextincommerce. Upnext in Commerce is brought to you by Salesforce Commerce Cloud and created by the team at mission.org. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.